Welcome back. Welcome back to Etsy and Beyond. Here we are sitting in my office having fun together. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Today we're hearing from Rochelle from the shop Rochelle Loves Bling. I'm going to link it below. Rochelle sells jewelry on Etsy. And actually, when I was listening to her recording today, at first I was like, yeah, this is super true. And I was trying to figure out what I was going to say to you guys after Rochelle's recording completed. Then I settled down and I actually listened to what she was saying. And I realized, do you know what? This gave me such a mindful moment of realizing how little I know and how much more there is to learn and how so many people think they dive into the process of being an entrepreneur, selling on Etsy, whatever you want to call what you're doing. And they just think, oh, you know, it's been this amount of time. I know all there is to know and it's either working or it's not. And that is just so freaking limiting. So I want to listen to Rochelle's experience. It's super quick. I want you to just have a listen. And you might be like, "Mm, well, this feels really obvious, but don't do what I did. (laughs) Listen, think about it, and then let's chat about it afterwards. And we can dive into what it really means to work online and to find a way to create money as if from nowhere, which we're all trying to do. Let's hear what she has to say now. Hi, I'm Rochelle Anson. I've been selling on Etsy since 2018. My goal was to make pretty jewelry and lots of money. That seems pretty easy, right? Instead, I learned several things that I never expected. Confidence and persistence. They're born from challenges. I learned to try new things. How to market myself how to grow my technology skills, stretching my creativity with graphics, design, writing, and photography, customer communication, and networking with like-minded people all over the globe. I'm quite proud of myself. I've learned so much. Knowledge is important. Keep learning. Thanks. Okay, Rochelle's story specifically addressed the idea that you're going to have to learn a lot. And it matters that you learn a lot. It matters that you're interested. But more than anything, the main challenge is how you will succeed. It sounds like in Rochelle's case, a big part of her success was being willing to sit back and learn. And so many of us are super impatient and we're just like, I've done like three or four things and it's just not going to work. Let's just kind of talk about what that means and what it looks like. The reality is, as kids, you fail over and over and over again. I'm sure you've heard this story before. I've been hearing it cycling around podcasts, and it really resonates here. So, for example, if you have a toddler and they're learning to walk, or they're learning to talk, or they're learning to use tools, you'll notice them just constantly doing things wrong. But they try every which way, and they keep trying, and they don't care that they fail. 
They laugh, they giggle, they try again, they find new ways to do things that they never thought possible and they find fascinating even though it might be completely wrong, totally annoying, or quite frankly just ridiculous. And they just keep doing what they're doing. Because the reality is like... They're going to learn to walk eventually. They're going to learn to do whatever they need to do if they're capable. So the fact is, as adults, we lose this completely. You know, we're like, oh, I failed. I'm not going to do that anymore. Immediately. It's because we think we know everything, right? So once you've, you know, been an adult, you've grown up, you've been through things, you've seen things, maybe you've graduated high school, maybe you've graduated college, maybe you have a PhD, I don't care. Fact is, you think you know everything. I think I know everything. We're all guilty of it, right? (laughs) I can tell you, me four years ago, just starting in business, was far, far more arrogant than me now. I thought I had it made. I thought I knew it all. I thought I was like freaking amazing businesswoman. And now looking back, it is just absolutely laughable. The mistakes I was making were so beginner and they were so simplistic. And I did not understand so much of what I just plain needed time to learn. So time makes a difference in anything. And your Etsy shop is one of those things. So when it comes to being an adult, a lot of us are just kind of like, oh, I tried it once I failed. And we immediately, we get embarrassed, we shy away, we back up, we get fearful. And we're just like, things need to be the same. They always have to be comfortable. You see this a lot in, you might have a relative, grandma, grandpa, great grandma, great grandpa, who's quite a bit older and they're very stuck in their ways. And they're like, I only do this this way. I only do this that way. Good for them for knowing themselves and knowing what they want, but they're not even willing to try new things. Case in point, my grandma, before she died, refused to learn how to use some of her electronics. She refused. She was not interested. She would give them to my grandpa and he would figure them out. So she had no interest in using email, no matter how much we wanted to chat with her that way while we were away at college. She had no interest in using, you know, FaceTime, Skype, whatever, none of those things. She wanted nothing to do with that. And that's fine. If you're retired, you can do whatever you want, nor power to you. But when it comes to business, that's not going to work out for you. No matter who you are, no matter how old you are, no matter what your situation is, not being willing to learn or not being willing to make things fun that felt scary or unfun before is going to screw you over. It's going to screw you over bad. You're going to get stuck. I got a story about this for you. So my old business coach, who is now not only long since retired, but has stopped working in the industry entirely. And actually I have uh, surpassed her now, which feels great, but there's a big difference between her and me that obviously neither of us knew at the time. So she was my first ever business coach. Her name was Lisa Jacobs. Many of you guys might know her. Uh, She still, I believe, has a blog up, but she is not actively working on it that I am aware of. In fact, she stepped out of the Etsy world about a year ago and basically was like, peace out. I'm not doing this anymore. She used to send regular emails. And one day I opened my inbox. I saw an email from her. It was all about Pinterest and how she was giving up on Pinterest. Now, the one thing I started to notice about Lisa before things kind of came to an end for her was that I was seeing a lot more frustration. This marked the first time that I noticed it. In her email, she talked about how Pinterest used to work wonders for her and it was amazing and it was easy. And now it just wasn't going the way she wanted it to. And it wasn't working and she was losing traffic and it was just bugging her and and she just assumed it didn't work anymore. Now, at that particular time, for me, Pinterest was killing it. So here I had this weird dichotomy in my hands. I was like, hmm, Here's my business coach 
who's flailing on Pinterest. She's having such a hard time. It used to be everything to her business. And here's me. I am growing like a weed on Pinterest. Everything's going nuts for me. I could not be having a better time. And I sat down and I looked at the differences between our two profiles. And I was like, oh, there's a huge difference here. I realized the difference was I was constantly learning and applying those things to my Pinterest account. And I was interested in Pinterest. I was making it fun. I was finding ways to enjoy it. And I was constantly trying to learn new things about it. Whereas she had pretty much dismissed it as, oh, this platform works for me. I'm just going to put on repeat what's working. And there's merit to that. We'll talk about it in a minute. And she had just walked away. So when the algorithm changed and things got difficult for her, she just gave up. And this is so common as adults. We freak out, we give up. And I want to challenge you to push yourself. This phenomenon is called upper limiting. If you want to look it up, you can go upper limiting. The person, I believe, who invented it, his name is Gay Henderson. Upper limiting basically means something happens that's outside of your comfort zone and you immediately do something to push yourself back down because you're like, oh, I was getting really close to a turning point, but instead of taking the path to progress and new things and creating new success for myself, I just want to go back to where I was because it's comfortable and I know what it is. And that's exactly what happened in the case of Pinterest here. She was like, oh, no, I I knew what I was doing. It's it's not working. No, this is scary. I don't know what to do. I'm just going to do something new or do something else or concentrate on something that's working better. I don't want to deal with this problem. Now, cut to several years later, Lisa had retired from the Etsy world. And here I was, and I ran into the exact same problem she did because you know what? Pinterest changed their algorithm. It happens. It happens. It happens. Google changed their algorithm. It's great when they do it in the same year, which is exactly what happened to me in 2019. (laughs) And so I was like, watching my traffic crash. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, what do I do? And I had a choice. I could upper limit, just like my business coach did. I could freak out. I could turn to a new platform. I could try something else. I could walk away from something that was working for me. Or I could push myself outside of my comfort zone, realize that I don't know everything and I'll never know everything. And there's always something new to learn. And even though I had automated what was working for me and put it on autopilot, basically, which as I said, there is merit to once you get something. But remember that autopilots never last forever. Autopilots are temporary things to allow you to focus on other things. You can autopilot every single aspect in your business, but eventually, hopefully at all different times, not hopefully at the same time like Google and Pinterest did last year, hopefully things will change not in sync with each other and then you'll be able to focus on, oh, hey, I need to fix this Pinterest problem because it's not working anymore. Or, oh, hey, I need to fix this Google problem. Oh, hey, I need to fix this customer service problem, this product problem, whatever. A lot of times during Christmas, we see it all exploding in our faces, but we solve it every year. So it's a perfect example of how you're capable of dealing with this problem. So in my case, Pinterest crashed, Google crashed, my traffic was crashing, I was flipping out, nothing was working. I was trying all the things I knew and I was researching everything online. I was doing things other people were telling me to do. That wasn't working either. I was falling apart. I was waking up at three in the morning thinking I was going to lose my business. It was nuts. I did not sleep a lot last year. There's an article below that will actually walk you through everything that happened in the order it happened in and what I did to address the problem because that's too long to discuss here. But if you check below this episode, I'm including a link for you to that article about how I recovered from the massive Pinterest crash of 2019. And what it ultimately taught me was that every time I hit a failure or every time I hit a problem, I can choose to upper limit and I can purposefully push myself back down into my comfort zone and say, I never want to make 
this level of high progress. I never want to keep going. I never want to, you know, basically achieve my income dreams. I just want to be comfortable. I can, I always say that to myself. I'm like, I don't want to achieve my income dreams. I want to be comfortable. And it always feels wrong. Always. And that's how I know that I'm just doing something to be comfortable instead of doing what I actually want. Now, when I choose not to upper limit, I will push myself. I will learn new things and I will realize I didn't know as much as I thought I knew to begin with. And I realized that I probably realized that daily. It's getting pretty ridiculous at this point. But as Rochelle said, if you're not willing to learn a bit of everything and push yourself and try, you don't have to learn it all at once. No one said you have to do that. But I mean, I'm so impressed with Rochelle and how much she's learned. I've watched her in the tribe grow and learn and change and move with her shop. And my God, the difference in her, I can't even express. She's like a completely different entrepreneur in just the short period she's been with us. I think it's been about a year, maybe more. It's just amazing to watch people's shops transform. And it's amazing to watch the entrepreneur behind the shop become 10 times more savvy, more clever. They're much wiser. They understand what to do when something goes wrong and they don't freak out. And that is the opposite of upper limiting. That is pushing through the glass ceiling. And that's what I want for everybody and anybody. Not everyone is capable of it. And sometimes, some days, in some situations, you may find that comfort is more valuable to you than whatever it is you're trying to achieve. In my case, that hasn't happened yet. And the reality is upper limiting isn't fun because you're basically saying, I deserve to trap myself in this box. So don't trap yourself in the box. Be like the toddler who constantly wants to learn and is interested. Push yourself to have fun with it. If you're nervous about it, find a way to make it fun. It doesn't have to be nerve wracking. It's not like you're throwing all your money into the stock market or something. It can be fun. It can be calm. You don't have to freak out and worry about it. And you don't have to assume that because you tried it once, it's not possible, it doesn't work, or you can't do it. Those are the things I hear all the time. And those are the people that have upper limited so hard, they literally can't get out of their box. It's hard to watch. It's painful for me. A lot of times they're busy yelling at me. Well, you only did this because you were already successful on Etsy. Well, how did I get there in the first place? I started from scratch. It's not like I had an audience built in. It's not like I spent any money on ads. It's not like I knew anything about anything to start. You know, I didn't even really know what I was doing making products. I'd never done that before. So the people who have those feelings have upper limited themselves really hard. It's really hard to see. It really hurts me to watch, but you can stop. You can choose at any time to start just actively learning everything and trying all of it. The reality of success, as Rochelle hit on, is the challenge is always how you succeed. And usually just being stubborn and trying everything one at a time, not all at once, that's important, not all at once, trying everything one at a time can basically be all it takes to succeed for any entrepreneur. Read, I mean, literally go to Forbes, go to Entrepreneur on Fire, go to all these places where people talk about this and you will see that stubbornness and just trying things one at a time consistently over and over again. That's how I made Pinterest work, as you'll see in the article below. That's the difference between me and my business coach. She gave up and moved on to a a day job in an office. I did not. I was not interested in that. And I forced myself to succeed even when I was really uncomfortable. That's the reality of your choice every single day. So I will let you chew on that. Have fun. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you so much to Rochelle for giving me this mindful moment and just having me a good old fashioned moment of like, you know what? We have come so far and just celebrating all of us and what we've done. Just literally listening to a podcast and caring enough 
to see what your business can do is a huge deal. It is, and it's rare, trust me. Um, I work with plenty of people who uh, have trouble with it every single day. So thank you for listening. Thanks to Rochelle. Please feel free to visit her Etsy shop. It is a link below. I'd love it if you guys checked her out and saw what she has done so far. And uh, see you soon. Today, we heard from... Mm, sorry about that. Hang on, I gotta look up her Etsy shop. Sorry, Slack just beeped at me. <laughs> Hang on, I don't know if you could hear that or not. Bye.